the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed, it is. Good morning. Thanks for joining us and getting your week started with us at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Monday, the 26th morning of the seventh month of the year of our Lord 2021. Coming up on the program today in about a no, it's more like 40 minutes, 41 minutes at 948. We will talk with Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan, Ohio's 4th Congressional District Representative. He is the ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee. He is also supposed to be a member of the Select Committee to investigate the happenings on January 6th at the U.S. Capitol. He was, of course, booted from that committee by Speaker Nancy Pelosi. After all, it is a select committee, so she reserves the right to select and or approve uh, the participants, which, of course, makes the entire affair an absolute joke. But that's the reality of the situation. We're going to talk to uh, Congressman Jordan about all of that coming up uh, at 948. Then at 1010, <clears throat> we're going to talk about the Guardians. You know the story by now. The, the story broke after uh, uh, we got off the air last uh, Friday. Uh, so I didn't get a chance to talk about it then. But the Cleveland Indians are now going to be the Cleveland Guardians. No, I can't stand saying it any more than you can stand hearing it. But it's the reality of the situation. Now, when I saw um, on Friday afternoon <clears throat> uh, a posting on Facebook of a piece of letter, uh, or a letter rather, that was written on letterhead, um, screenshotted as a, as a PDF, um, a quote or a letter from the national, uh, hold on, let me grab it real quick, the Native American Guardians Association. The letterhead says, educate, not eradicate. The group is the Native American Guardians Association, based in North Dakota, Devil's Lake, North Dakota. 
I saw that and I thought, "Uh uh-oh, here we go again. The Indians had to change their name because of cancel culture, because George Floyd died. After George Floyd died, and the summer of racial reckoning was underway, underway, racial reckoning uh, last year, anything that was offensive had to go. That's when the Washington Redskins said, okay, we're going to drop our name, it's too offensive. And they're the Washington football team now. Just a couple of days later, the Cleveland Indians, yep, we're going to drop ours too, it's terrible. What that had to do with George Floyd? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. But because of the moment in time, they decided it had to be connected. So that's when the Indians had to go. So they've spent the better part of the last calendar year trying to decide what to change the name to, and they did it to the Guardians. So I saw this this letterhead, Native American Guardian, Guardians Association, and I thought, oh, my gosh, they did it again. Now they've upset a group of Native Americans called the Guardians. But come to find out, that is not what the press release stated. The press release from the NAGA, the Native American Guardians Association, is, you should have left it alone. You see, the Native American Guardians Association, their job is to guard Native American history and heritage and culture. And they don't want it being eradicated from the, the, the public consciousness. They want names like Indians and Chiefs and Braves and Redskins and so on and so forth left where they are because it keeps Native American culture alive and on the forefront or in the forefront and on the collective consciences of, uh, of Americans. So they were very upset that the Indians chose to get rid of the name Indians. So I reached out to this group. First of all, a lot of people saw this same press release and said, this can't be real. This is a fake group, and so on and so forth. Well, I did a little bit of digging, found a phone number, made a couple of phone calls, and sure enough, we're going to talk to the president and the vice president of the NAGA at the top of our number two, the Native American Guardians Association. And their statement is, they're very upset with the Cleveland Indians' decision to get rid of the Indians' nickname as well, of, of course, as the Chief Wahoo logo, which, of course, went away a couple of years ago. So that conversation is coming up at 1010, and I think you're going to be really, uh, I think you'll really appreciate that conversation. Jim Jordan in 948, the NAGA president and vice president coming up at 1010. Okay, uh, without any further ado, before we get into the news of the day, let's start our program as we always do with our Pledge of Allegiance. Patriots, please stand. Face your flag if you have one. Put your hand on your heart and join me in this Pledge of Allegiance. Liberals, leftists, Democrats, go ahead and stay seated or take your knee. We know how you feel about us. Here we go. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen to that. And by the way, as long as we're doing the Pledge of Allegiance and talking about allegiance to country, did you see what happened when the uh, Olympics started on Friday? The Olympic opening ceremonies on Friday were the lowest rated Olympic opening ceremonies uh, or ceremony ratings in the last 33 years. And this is without fans being allowed to be in attendance. One would think that if the fans were allowed to be in attendance, hundreds of thousands from the United States and around the world would have descended upon Tokyo 
And since they can't be there in person, they definitely are going to watch it on TV, right? Even with the lockout, if you will, of in-fan or in-person fan attendance, nobody's watching it on TV either. What does that tell you? The ratings were down 36% compared to what they were in 2016, and people could go in 2016. It's the lowest audience for an Olympics opening ceremony in 33 years, according to Reuters. Roughly $1 billion had been spent on advertising around the Olympics, and ratings are the only real metric marketers can use to determine uh, you know, whether that, that amount of spending was justified. And the answer, of course, is hell no. About 17 million people watch the event on broadcast and streaming, according to NBC. And that's, but there you go. That streaming part is another big, you know, measuring stick here. It's not just network television. They count those who watch it streaming on their computers or their phones. And even with the extra, you know, opportunities, you don't have to be home in front of your TV. You can watch it from wherever you are by way of streaming services. Even with that, um, 33-year low. Why is that? Do we really even have to ask? We know exactly why, don't we? The woke Olympics are simply disgusting for true patriotic Americans. We're not watching because we don't care when it's no longer about sport. We're not watching because we don't turn on sporting events to see politics and to see, you know, all of the cultural issues and the other social justice this and diversity and inclusion and equity that and all the other nonsense, uh, we're just tired of it. We're tired of seeing males participating in women's sports. We're tired of seeing U.S. athletes disrespecting the flag or kneeling during the national anthem. Nobody wants to watch this crap. And I hope there's a lesson there. I really do. I don't think there is. Because they're too thick-headed. Usually, the lesson is is taught <clears throat> and received by way of the pocketbook or the wallet. And that means hitting them where it hurts financially. Well, this is going to hurt them in a huge way financially, and they're probably still going to remain woke. And it's still going to continue to drive more and more people away. And oh, by the way, as long as we're talking about it, just briefly, the U.S. men's Olympic basketball team, which hasn't lost an international competition since 2004, lost in the first round to the French. So just to let you know how things are going. I personally don't give a rip. The only reason I brought it up, and I brought it up on Facebook, is so I could take a shot at the French. And I noted how they replaced their white sweat towels with blue ones just to help their players resist the urge to wave the white ones. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's neither here nor there. The U.S. Olympic, or rather the uh, Olympic uh, Games, are going to be a ratings disaster. Even though it's the only place you can see them is on television or streaming. You can't be there in person. Uh, it's still going to be a disaster. Okay, now having said all of that, let's talk about another disaster. Let's talk about the... You, the uh, select committee, the House of Representatives select committee put together by Nancy Pelosi. Kevin McCarthy tried to put our own Jim Jordan on that committee, tried to put Representative Jim Banks of Indiana on that committee, two individuals who were going to really do some investigating and really do some hard questioning. And Nancy Pelosi knew it, which is why she said they can't serve. While booting Jim Jordan and Jim Banks from the committee, 
She turned around and said, I will appoint the Republican um, replacement. And she chose Adam Kinzinger, who, like Liz Cheney, or uh, uh, Lynn Cheney, or Liz Cheney, is uh, one of the ten, Anthony Gonzalez, uh, one of the ten Republicans to vote to impeach Donald Trump over January 6th. So, yeah, that's going to be fair and impartial. Sure, this is a sham. It is a blank show. I can't say what kind of show it is on live radio or we'll get in some serious trouble, but it is a blank show and is, and it is a sham. Jim Jordan will react to it at 948 and I've got thoughts that I want to share with you on it coming up right after this time out. Join me at 216-901-0945, We'll talk more about it coming up on AM 1420 The Okay, 921. We continue on AM 1420. The answer phone lines are open to you at 216-901-0945, Plenty of opportunity for calls today because we do have a guest at 948, Jim Jordan. And then at 1010, we'll talk to the NAGA, the Native American Guardians Association. Uh, Representative Steve Scalise had uh, something to say on Friday about Speaker Nancy Pelosi booting Jim Jordan and Jim Banks from the January 6th Select Committee to investigate, as they say, what happened and what led to the quote-unquote insurrection on January 6th. First of all, there was no insurrection. Second of all, this has nothing to do with getting to the bottom of it. It has everything to do with harming the man you don't think you can beat in 2024. You tried to make sure he couldn't run again by impeaching him in twenty uh, after he left office uh, after the 2020 election. You tried to make sure he couldn't run again because if you know doggone well, you're going to have to cheat even worse than you did last time in order to beat him. So now that that was unsuccessful because he didn't have the votes in the Senate, now you're going to try to destroy him and ruin his chances for running again in 2024 through this select committee. Steve Scalise, the House Minority Whip had a message for Speaker Nancy Pelosi or about Speaker Nancy Pelosi and why she's doing this. The minority leader put a number of other issues on the table that he wanted to be included in that review, and those were rejected. They were rejected by the Speaker. They were rejected by the majority. The majority leader will have an opportunity, but there were a number of things you said, I think, that need to be cleaned up because they're just not accurate. And so if you look at the members that were kicked off from the minority side yesterday... Still no explanation given, by the way, that includes a ranking member of a committee and an officer in the United States Navy who was removed yesterday by Speaker Pelosi with no reason given in an unprecedented way. Maybe Speaker Pelosi and maybe this majority don't want to see all the facts come out because they were surely raising, those two members who were removed yesterday were raising very serious questions that ought to be answered. Whatever those answers are, whatever those facts are, they were publicly raising questions. And maybe because they raised those questions that might be uncomfortable for the majority, they were removed from the committee with no explanation given. That had never happened before in the history of this Congress. So again, if you want the facts, don't sit there and say that you want the facts if you're going to remove people who are trying to get facts, who are raising serious questions that should be answered. They raised them publicly, and they were going to raise them in the committee, and maybe because they were going to raise those tough questions, they were removed by the speaker. Members of the minority 
who were removed by the Speaker. I don't know if that's the new precedent that the majority leader wants to see in the future. Well, that is the new precedent because Nancy Pelosi can pretty much do what she wants as the Speaker of a select committee. She gets to, you know, remember, remember, this isn't a bipartisan special investigative committee uh, of the Congress. This is a select committee, which means she pretty much controls uh, all of the rules and the power, which is why there are new calls from the House Freedom Caucus the one that was chaired, uh, used to be chaired, rather, by Jim Jordan, also by his co-founder, uh, Mark Meadows. But the Freedom Caucus is calling for kind of an unprecedented move here. Now, it has very little chance to succeed, but it can at least shine the spotlight on what Nancy Pelosi has done. And um, uh, what this uh, group wants to do, what the Freedom Caucus wants to do, is vacate the Speaker's chair. Vacate the Speaker's chair. That means to remove the authoritarian Nancy Pelosi. It doesn't necessarily mean replace her with Kevin McCarthy. It doesn't work that way. They have the majority, but they can vacate the chair, leaving it open. The House Freedom Caucus sent this letter to Kevin McCarthy on Friday, requesting that he attempt to remove Nancy Pelosi from her position as Speaker after a week of drama on Capitol Hill. The most recent development, of course, the series of actions taken uh, by uh, Pelosi to remove Jim Jordan and Jim Banks from the uh, from the committee. The caucus wrote to McCarthy saying, "Quote: We respectfully request that you pursue the authorization of the House Republican Congress, pursuant to conference rules, to file and bring up a privileged motion by July thirty first, twenty twenty one, to vacate the chair and end Nancy Pelosi's authoritarian regime as Speaker of the House." The letter explained that Rule 9, Clause 3 of the Rules of the House of Representatives for the 117th Congress requires that a resolution causing a vacancy in the office of Speaker shall not be privileged except if offered by direction of a party caucus or conference. They argue that Pelosi's tenure is destroying the House of Representatives and our ability to faithfully represent the people we are here to serve. They also pointed to measures taken by Pelosi like allowing proxy voting, and insulting security measures like metal detectors for members coming to the floor to vote. They also, of course, brought up Pelosi's actions regarding Jordan and Representative Banks on the Select Committee. Now, the Daily Wire reported last week on Thursday that Pelosi said her January 6th Select Committee will proceed despite what she labeled as Republican antics. Antics! Apparently, it is a Republican antic for the minority party leader, Kevin McCarthy, to choose Republicans uh, that he thinks will get to the bottom of what's going on in that committee. And she doesn't like it, for obvious reasons. Because Nancy Pelosi knows full well that Jim Jordan and Jim Banks will ask very pointed questions that she does not want answered about what happened on that day. They will bring up the fact that all of these news reports that continue to erroneously, you know, they talk about wanting to crack down on misinformation in the Biden administration. They continue to report and tell media that five, sometimes they say seven people were killed during the January 6th um, breach of the Capitol building. And that's what it was. It was a breach of the Capitol building. It was not an insurrection. Insurrections are never undertaken by unarmed people. 
that they were going to try to take over the government to stage an insurrection, they would have brought arms, heavy arms, knowing they were going to be met with fierce resistance. There were no arms because there was no insurrection. There was a crowd that was livid over the theft of the election that wanted to chant and scream and tell the certifiers uh, to, to uh, or actually to tell the uh, members of Congress to stop the certification vote. And then, probably aided by agents provocateur, talking about those on the far left, Antifa members, and so on and so forth, goading some of the angry Trump supporters on to going inside the building. And many of them just walked right through the open bicycle rails, the bicycle gates, if you will, uh, that police opened up for them. Literally stood there and opened it up and said, go on in. Little did people know when they went on in, even if they did so nonviolently, and even if they stole nothing while they were there, that they would end up being held for seven months in solitary confinement and counting. And they know full well, Nancy Pelosi does, that people like Jim Jordan and Jim Banks would have asked questions to get to the bottom of all of that and would have pointed out what I just said would have pointed out that the only person who was actually killed on the day of January 6th at the breach of the Capitol was a Trump supporter, an Air Force veteran named Ashley Babbitt, who was shot in the throat as she climbed through a window. She was unarmed. She wasn't attacking anyone. She wasn't fleeing. She wasn't assaulting. She was climbing through a window, and she was shot in the throat by a Capitol police officer who is still, to this day, unidentified. Make no mistake about it. If Ashley Babbitt had been a person of color and a member of BLM or Antifa or some other left-wing organization and had been shot in the throat, unprovoked, by a Capitol Hill police officer, that police officer would be hanging right now. Make no mistake. And they know full well that Jim Jordan and Jim Banks would get to the bottom of that. This select committee is a joke. It's an attempt to make sure that a guy who just brought 50,000 people out into the middle of the desert in Arizona in 110 degree temperatures to stand and wait for hours to hear him speak had the election stolen from him. And they cannot risk letting that guy, with his popularity, run for president again in 2024. I'll be back after the news. Jay Sekulow sees more tricks out of Washington. We went to court in 2017 and obtained a permanent injunction, declaratory judgment, against the Internal Revenue for doing exactly this. And as soon as the Biden administration gets in with their head of tax exempt organizations, they go right back to what they were doing before against the Tea Party groups and the pro-life groups who they were targeting. Secular, live, weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 7, on AM 1420. The Answer. And Odyssey. WHKRadio.com is the answer for you and your burning questions. Listen online to AM 1420 The Answer for the latest news, sincere opinions, and profound insights at WHKRadio.com. Please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. 
This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. You see, this um, this insane select committee that Pelosi has put forward for the January 6th, uh, what they call an insurrection, there are reasons why it was created. One of them is what Jim Jordan has to say. And again, I'll talk to him personally in about 10 minutes. But he was on with Larry Kudlow on Fox yesterday, and he had this to say about the reason why Pelosi is uh, is uh, conducting this this committee investigation in the first place. I think there's just one one issue, and that's politics. We know this 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 whole January sixth committee is all about politics. Just one more one more time to go after President Trump, uh, Larry. So good to be with you. Um, but yeah, that that's what this is. I mean, frankly, Larry, what else are they going to talk about? They're gonna, they're gonna, you were just talking about inflation. They're going to talk about the price of goods. I mean, everything is up. Gas is up. Eggs, milk, bread, lumber, airline tickets, used cars, everything, the price of it. They can't talk about that. They can't talk about crime in all our urban areas is, is, is up like crazy because they've defunded the police. They've attacked the police. And they certainly can't talk about the border. I mean, think about this. March was the worst month on record for illegal crossings until April. April was the worst month until May. May was the worst month then until June. That is what you call a bad trend. So, so they got nothing else to talk about. So I don't disagree with them necessarily, but I think it's much, much more than that. Well, we don't have anything we can tout about the greatness of the Biden administration and our leadership from the legislative side. I think it's more than that. I think they're terrified. Of a guy who, I mean, look, look at, I want you to do a side-by-side here, all right? Joe Biden conducted on Thursday night a CNN town hall meeting in Cincinnati. You saw that, right? We talked about it on Friday. Played some of the clips, some of the more disturbing clips about this doddering old fool. But he conducted this thing, and, and the bigger story out of that town hall meeting wasn't the you know uh misstatements and the in the lunacy of Joe Biden it was the fact that it was an empty hall it was about half empty if not a little bit more they want you to believe that Joe Biden got 82 million individual american votes just 8 months ago but he can't fill a hall in cincinnati with admirers, supporters, questioners. They want you to believe he got 82 million individual votes. And I have to clarify it that way, of course, because that would mean that no double voting, no dead people voting, and all the other things that we know already did happen. But they want you to believe that this guy got 82 million votes. He can't fill a hall. Donald Trump on Saturday went to the desert. And in 110-degree temperatures... 50,000 people waited in overflow lots and lines to, to see and hear him speak. And he did not disappoint, by the way. What, why am I bringing this up? Because what Jim Jordan said, I think, is part of it, but I think the bigger part of it is Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats are terrified of him running again in 2024. He's filling out, you know, like I said, Filling up tens of thousands of people in, in hot weather. He did it in Wellington on June, June uh, uh, 26th when I was there. Now it's out in the desert where it's even hotter in Arizona. And the people are willing to stand and wait just to cheer him, to thank him, to support him. 
Joe Biden can't fill up a little auditorium. They're terrified of facing him. Who are they going to run against him? Kamala Harris? The only thing she's done in six or seven months, six months now since the inauguration, is become somehow, impossibly, more unlikable than she was when she ran and got no votes from Democrats. Who are they going to run? Kamala? <laughs> Pete Buttigieg? Is he going to go from transportation secretary to, uh, to, the, to the White House? They're terrified that unless, unless they have COVID-19 voting um, protocols in place, like they did when they weaponized the virus at the ballot boxes and via uh, uh, mail-in ballots, unrequested mail-in and unlimited mail-in balloting, no checking of postal marks, no checking and validating of signatures, no cleaning up of the voter rolls, all the drop boxes unattended, ballot harvesting, all the things that they did to steal the election on November 3rd and in the days leading up to and after November 3rd, 2020. That's what it would take again for them to beat Donald Trump the second time around. And they're not going to be able to because all of the states that allowed that crap to happen last time under COVID won't this time. They're strengthening their voter integrity laws. So the Democrats can't do this again. They're going to have to find somebody who can beat them on the up and up, and they can't. That's why they're trying to make sure he can't run again. This select committee is an attempt to impeach him the way they already tried to impeach him over January 6th and failed. So this is another attempt to make sure he can't run again because they know they cannot beat him. And when I said that he didn't disappoint to that crowd in Arizona, I meant it. Boy. You know, when you looked at election night, we were up by so much, it was over at 10 o'clock. And then all of a sudden, they closed the tabulation areas. They closed everything. And we wake up, and all of a sudden, it's tied or we're losing. And nobody believes it. Nobody believes Our it. Our nation indeed. is being destroyed. But you're not going to have a future in 22 or 24 if you don't find out how they cheated with hundreds of thousands and even millions of votes because you won't win anything. Again, he was on fire, and this crowd was, was ready to welcome him with open arms. Again, this is what terrifies them for 2024, is President Trump's popularity. It's no wonder that Joe Biden and the radical Democrats are going absolutely crazy, screaming about voting rights, ranting about democracy. They want democracy and resisting every effort to look into the massive fraud in 2000. It's true. They're all about democracy is under attack. Democracy, democracy. But do they protect that democracy? Do they make sure that that democracy is upheld? Of course not. The time to hold them responsible and fix this broken and corrupt system is not in 2022, where it may be just as corrupt. And if it is, you're not going to win. Or in 2024, the time is right now here in Arizona. Jim Jordan joins me next. AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, 948, we continue on AM 1420, The Answer. I just played a little bit of uh, Jim Jordan from uh, yesterday's appearance with Larry Kudlow. He now joins us live on AM 1420, The Answer. Congressman Jim Jordan, 
fourth congressional district representative, ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee, and co-founder of the Freedom Caucus. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm fine, Bob. Hope, hope you had a good weekend. Yeah, not bad, not bad at all. Uh, busy good, weekend, good. Um, and uh, it's yeah. even busier on this uh, on this Monday. So let's dive right in. The Freedom Caucus, the organization that you helped co-found uh, in uh, in the House, is calling now for Leader Kevin McCarthy to vacate the Speaker's chair. Now, explain to us what that means. You know, we all know that the well, majority gets to pick yeah. their Speaker. So, what does that mean? Yeah, this would be a motion that the, that the leader could offer. Leader McCarthy could offer to uh, have a vote on whether she's fit to be Speaker. Uh, I mean, this is this is something that, if you remember, Mark Meadows filed uh, against. Uh, on John Boehner uh, six years ago, uh, so that's that's what they're putting forward. I, I think I think the key here is what uh, I think it was Jim Banks who said at the press conference we did last week is uh, Speaker Pelosi is already a lame duck speaker because I think <laughs> I think we're going to take back the House. So uh, uh, that that to me is the, is the key. Uh, I think American people have seen how ridiculous the the Biden Pelosi Schumer. Uh, government is right now, and you know the, the, what I would say is probably the worst six months to the start of any administration. So I think we're going to win this thing back in uh, in eighteen months. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Um, I worry about how much damage can be done in the 18 months well, between now and then. Yeah. Now, that, of course, is the problem here. Um, let's let's talk more about uh, why uh, you know the Freedom Caucus has has moved for this. She famously or infamously, if you will, removed you and Jim Banks from the uh, mm-hmm. select committee, which, of course, Kevin McCarthy chose you for. She did so almost without explanation, essentially saying it's yeah. my call. Uh, I can do what I want. It's my select committee. It's not a bipartisan committee, so mm-hmm. there's no uh, equal representation on this uh, on this committee. Uh, and instead of you and Jim Banks, she has, of course, uh, Liz Cheney and uh, uh, now... Um, um, Kinzinger, Adam Kinzinger, both mm-hmm. were, both of both of, of whom were among the ten who voted to impeach Donald Trump yeah. over the January sixth Capitol breach in the first place. So, is that right. the reason? Is that the main reason for the call for the vacation, vacating of the Speaker's uh, chair? Yeah, I think that's what 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 what's behind it. But but think about that. Now there are nine people on this committee, all nine voted to impeach President Trump, and she said, "Oh, I think someone on the Democrats." I don't think she said because you're right; she didn't give a reason. But they said, oh, the reason Jim Jordan and Jim Banks aren't on the, on the committee is because uh, they support President Trump. Well, how about the fact that nine that you appointed all opposed President Trump and voted to impeach him, not to mention the fact that two of the people that you put on from the Democrat Party uh, are, were the lead impeachment managers, Adam Schiff and Jamie Raskin. And Jamie Raskin objected on January 6, 2017 to the electors from the state of Florida. So it makes no sense. But as I said last week, uh, I think it underscores that this is all about politics. And, and, and frankly, I, I think it's all about politics, and they, they want to focus on this January 6th commission because, again, we've talked about this a lot. What the heck else are they going to talk about? Are they going to talk about the fact that the price of everything is up? Everything. Bread, milk, eggs, better lumber, airline tickets, used, everything is up. They're going to talk about crime. You saw the crime. What happened in Chicago over the weekend? Everyone oh, yeah. knows crime is up. I know. And they, it's crazy. So they got nothing else to talk about, so they're going to run the same old off-tackle play they run every time, which is attack President Trump. But don't you feel like it's more than than just that, more than, hey, we don't have anything we can tout in the first six months of the Biden presidency and our legislative leadership and so forth? I think it's more than that. I look, and I said this before you came on the air, you know, I I look at Joe Biden's town hall in Cincinnati on Thursday night. It was half full. He couldn't fill a little auditorium in Cincinnati. Meanwhile, on Saturday, 
in the desert in 110 degree heat. Tens of thousands of Trump supporters waited in the hot sun to see this guy speak. And we're supposed to believe, you know, that, that, that uh, Joe Biden won the election. My, my point to that is, I, I kind of feel like this is about more than just, you know, they have nothing else to talk about. Well, true. They have to stop him before 2024 comes around. They have to ruin right. Donald Trump. There's no, that, that's all right. this is. I agree with that 100%. Think about Lorain County, 40-some thousand people there five weeks ago. I mean, so, yeah, I, I agree 100% with that. It's about destroying President Trump, but mm-hmm. they're not going to do it. I was in Colorado this weekend for a colleague. There were like 800, 1,000 people at this Lincoln Day dinner. People are fired up. I think the country now gets it. They're, they're, more, uh, they're, they're, they're eager, fired up to go vote and go help Republicans because they see not only the crazy things happen with crime, the crazy things happen with the price of things because all the ridiculous spending, they see what's happening on the border. They also see what's happening to their fundamental freedoms, the attack on the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, our privacy rights. So I think they're going to they're going to come out and they, they they get what's going on here and they're going to fight back in the right way. Last thing on this committee, um, if Nancy Pelosi had told this to your face rather than making an announcement to the press, if she had sat down with you across from a table and said, Representative Jordan, I'm booting you from this committee. What would you say to her face to face? Yeah, I would say for, for I would say I'd say why? Tell me why. And then she would she would I assume stumble and mumble like she did, uh, uh, you know, at the press conference. Uh, that, that, that she did. But if she brought up the, the January 6th, I would say so, because we've talked about this, Bob. I'm not allowed to object to what the state of Pennsylvania, who unconstitutionally changed their election law. But Jamie Raskin on January 6th, 2017, can object to uh, Florida. Uh, Benny Thompson, the lead, the, the, the chairman of this committee, can object to Ohio back on January 6th, 2005, when President Bush won. I mean, the, it seems to me the, 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 the rule, if there's a rule, it's only Democrats can object to presidential electors because they've done it every time this century that a, Repub- a Republican won. But Republicans can't object to a Democrat president when, when, when states unconstitutionally change their election law. I mean, think about this. On January 6th, 2017, um, Maxine Waters objected to the electors from Wyoming. President Trump won Wyoming by like 40 points. So he objected. I don't recall. Now, maybe I'm wrong, but I do not recall Liz Cheney raising one concern about that, objecting to the very people, the electors from the state of the very people she represents. I don't remember her saying anything about that. But, oh, now in, in, when it comes to President Trump, holy cow, they all go they all go crazy. So um, that to me, that inconsistency is what I'd point out to her if she could even come up with a reason. We're talking to Congressman Jim Jordan, ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee. Let me move to covid uh, Dr. Fauci, uh, who has uh, been referred to the DOJ for investigation for lying to Congress by Senator Rand Paul, said this week on State of the Union on CNN that mask mandates, federal mask mandates, uh, is now under active consideration. He also said in a separate comment that it looks like booster shots will be necessary for COVID-19 because of the Delta variant. So all of these people that they're calling fully vaccinated by having both of their uh, shots, they're basically going to say we're back to square one until you get a third shot. Uh, So in other words, it's not mask or vax. It's now vax and wear a mask anyway. Yeah, no, it's... I don't think I don't think the American people are going to stand for it. I know the folks that I get the privilege of representing across North Central and West Central Ohio aren't going to stand for it. Um, you, you know, it seems to me the Democrats the Democrats think that you know whatever Dr. Fauci says we should do. I think Republicans think how about freedom? How about we have individual responsibility? And look, if you want the vaccination, God bless you, get it, and we know it helps. 
But this is this is this is America, and you get to decide in this great country. So it's just it's a fundamental it's a fundamental question. And uh, um, you know, look, here's what I do know about Dr. Fauci. I know that at 10:32 p.m. on January 31st, 2020, he got an email from one of these doctors, virologists, British guy, but actually operates out of the United States, an email that said the virus looked engineered, the virus is not consistent with evolutionary theory, and they, they went out of their way to downplay that, to change that, to not tell the American people for over a year. And now it looks like that's exactly the case, that this thing came from a lab and it didn't come from, a, from, from, from animal to human. So uh, I know that Dr. Fauci misled, in my judgment, wasn't square with the American people for over a year, and now we're supposed to believe everything he tells us? So that's the concern I think people have, and that's the concern Senator Paul had and, and, and brought it up last week in the, in the hearing. Yeah, no, that's a concern that I think many of us have. And again, it, it, do you think this is this is about health, or is this about power and control to these people? Well, I, I mean, I think the left is all about power and control on, on, on all kinds of things. I mean, you saw Jen Psaki at the White House say that, oh, you get your news now. A lot, of, a, lot, a lot of people get their news from social media. So we're going to tell social media what they can put on their platform. What? That is a direct attack on the First Amendment freedom of the press from the person who's supposed to be in the press from the White House briefing room. That is crazy. <laughs> so I think a lot of people are concerned about uh, big government, big tech, the left trying to, to attack our freedoms, limit our freedoms, and tell us what to do. Congressman, last thing for you, I want to talk about cancel culture, and I want to talk about the latest victim of cancel culture. Listen, part of our name. Apparently we have a glitch there. This was supposed to be the Tom Hanks full video announcing the name of the Cleveland Guardians, the latest victim of cancel culture. And this is literally... This is literally a change in a baseball team's name because George Floyd died last summer. That's They literally have said this is why, because that started the summer of racial reckoning. The Washington Redskins dropped their name a few days after the George Floyd thing. So then the Indians followed suit, and here we are now with the, with the uh, Cleveland Guardians. Yeah. Your thoughts? Yeah, which is better, Which is better, Bob, the Cleveland Guardians or the Cleveland baseball team? I mean, it's like it's it is, it's as goofy we all know it's the Cleveland Indians. My guess is it's always going to be the Cleveland Indians for the good fans in, in the greater Cleveland area and uh, in, in all over Ohio. Uh, this is what <laughs> this is what Americans hate. It used to be sports was the one area you didn't have to have politics. You could just see who won the game. You go to the sports page and it wasn't all the baloney. It was like so and so this team won. This this person did a great job. I mean, you, who had the winning shot? Who had the winning hit? And, and now it's all politics, and, and Americans are sick of it. They just. Um, I don't know. It just drives me nuts. But this is the left. You know, I think it was Prager who said, Bob, Dennis Prager who said, the left ruins everything it touches. And yeah. it's so true. They, they, it ruins everything. Just leave sports alone, for goodness sake, and let us watch the game. Now, having said all of that, and I agree with every word of it, what are your thoughts on the choice of the new names? Or the choice of the new name? I, 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 it didn't make any sense to me. And I had to like have some. I, I, some I saw read somewhere explain what the Guardians were with the bridge there in Cleveland. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Did you know that? You're from Cleveland, there. Did you know? Yeah, that? I never knew what the Guardians were on the Hope Memorial Bridge I there. Did, no I didn't clue. Either. No clue. Yeah, no, they're didn't showing either. me My these. Guess is, Go ahead. Yeah, no one did. <laughs> yeah, and now they're so showing us find, these pictures of this of these stone monuments or whatever they yeah, are yeah. on this bridge, as if to say this has long been a source of pride for Cleveland. I live yeah. on the west side when i go into cleveland i cross that bridge and i've never noticed them in my life 
<laughs> this is the great. <laughs> That's what I figured. That's oh, what I figured. So, it's just so yeah, ridiculous. It makes no sense. They'll yeah, always yeah, be Indians. They'll always be yep. Indians, those, those of us who grew up with it, and uh, that's the way it ought to be. Uh, Congressman Jordan, thanks so much for the time. I appreciate you it. Have, Have a great week. All right. Take care, brother. All right. 10 o'clock now, time for news. On the flip side, we're going to get into that in more depth. As I, as I stated before, the NAGA had a statement on this. Who are the NAGA? The Native American Guardians Association put out a statement on the Indians' uh, uh, team name change. From Indians to Guardians. I will talk to the president and vice president of this organization about how they feel about this coming up after the news on AM 1420 The Answer.